with Women Who Can, a podcast by, for, and about women entrepreneurs succeeding in the explosive cannabis industry. Here's your host, America's number one cannabis business coach, Coach Swan Simpson. What's going on, everybody? This is yours truly, Coach Swan Simpson and Chef Swan Simpson, and you are listening to another live broadcast of the Women Who Can podcast. This is season two, baby. We have been rolling through these seasons so quickly. I have another amazing set of guests this season for you. We're going to be talking to more women and men who are in this industry and who can give you their blueprint print for success. So let me just start out by saying that we are not a politically correct broadcast. So if you are looking for a politically correct, you're in the wrong place. We just tell it like it is. We talk about the facts. We talk about the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to the cannabis and the CBD industry. We want to give you the information that's going to help you push yourself and grow to 10x levels. You can follow us, yours truly, Coach Swan Simpson at Coach Swan Simpson on IG. You can also follow my restaurant, the first infused restaurant of its kind in the Southeast based right here in the Southeast in Metro Atlanta. You can follow us on IG at at Cannabistro Vegan, at Cannabistro Vegan. Now, Instagram went in there, found something wrong with our Cannabistro Atlanta uh, Instagram page. So they cut us off because we were promoting our events and they said our events were cannabis related. So they couldn't allow us to do that. So we are promoting the restaurant and our food brand only at our new IG page, which is at Cannabistro Vegan. So follow us and check us out at CannabistroVegan.com online and yours truly, CoachSwanSimpson.com. So Everybody's talking about vaccines, vaccines. I'm going to jump into it with my next set of guests. We're going to talk about their amazing business, how they got started, what is their value proposition, why anybody should do business with them, what makes them different in this industry. And then we're going to ask them some questions about what's happening right now in the current political climate, including what's happening with these vaccines out here. I think the president, and the government done lost their minds. But you may not agree with that, but that's the way I see it. So let's just jump right into it. I'm gonna introduce you to Crystal Moore. She is the founder of Sinister Treats. Krista, are you here? Yes, I am. Hello, hello. And you got your business partner with you, right? Yes. Okay, introduce us to your business partner. My business partner here, Jameson Buchanan, he's been with me every step of the way. He's a big part of the business. Introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Jameson Buchanan. I'm actually here helping Krista and uh, 
we've been together now for a good little while getting all this together and uh, it's been it's been up and downs on trying to get it up off the ground but slowly but surely we're getting up there all right so i love the name sinister treats when you came to us and you said you wanted to be a part of the women who can business expo by the way the expo this past year 2021 this past August was amazing. Did you enjoy yourself, Krista? How was business for you also? I loved it. Business was great. Got to meet awesome different peoples and products. And <clears throat> so everything went according to plan. It was just amazing. It was good to get out there and see what different ideas that could be formed, what partnerships could be formed. And it was good education as well. Perfect. Now tell everybody about Sinister Treats. Well, Sinister Treats is an all-infused business. It is originated home-based, so everything that is inside of it is either organic, raw material, or all-natural. We work okay. based. On, we work based on. Um, the customer satisfaction. So if there is something that you feel that is out there that is not made and you want it, we go out there, we go and handpick everything and we do it to the satisfaction. So you can custom make products. Is that what you're saying? If somebody has something edible that they want made with a certain recipe, you can actually do that? Yes, if it's an ingredient that can be infused, yes, ma'am, it can be done. So tell us about what caused you to jump into this space. There's so many companies out there offering edibles in this space. Why did you get into the edibles business? I started off in the edible business. I enjoy cooking. But on the, on the other hand of the aspect, I also like helping people and easing up whatever situation they may have going on. I expanded more so into the cream area so it could be helped as well. So I like, when it came to me, I like not having preservatives and additives that's harsh to the body. Okay. I'm also in the medical field, so it kind of like, I see different things in it and I feel like, if you want to get something that's going to help you, it needs to be natural and not cause other side effects in taking that. We also feel that uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't FDA approved. It is actually, you know, grown from the earth. I mean, there's no way you can really get it other than to actually have it grown. And there's a lot of things out there that the FDA won't approve of because they can't tax it. There's things that, you know, anybody can grow and do tonics and stuff that have been passed down through history from, you know, family member to family member. Whereas, you know, we're trying to do what we can with, you know, what people are wanting. So another thing also with our business is uh, say if something isn't strong enough for you, we can try to make it stronger. We try to tend to that customer's So unlike every other competitor or business, I could say, um, the majority of them all have say one dose only so sort of a one size fits all so you do something specific to the customer need exactly and we know one size does not always fit everyone right so, with that being said why not take that leap of faith why not you know try to tend to every customer's need and 
not just say this right here does everything for everybody. So what are some of the products that you offer? Give me some examples of the kinds of products you can make. Okay, starting off with the basics, um, sweets, brownies, rice krispies, candy, suckers, lollipops. Um, if you want to get into the hearty aspect of it, as far as sweets, homemade ice cream, peach cobbler, everything down to the dough is being rolled out and prepped from scratch. Then if you want to go into fruits and fruits, strawberries, um, jam preserves is um, from hand-picked smooshed down into jams no preservatives in it just all natural okay. or if you want if you then if you want to go into the topicals and botanicals you got soaps cream pain creams hand creams um i have severe eczema for instance i use my own products for those and i left one side untouched and the other side i use my cream and i can definitely tell the difference in just one day so that's just some products that we use, we do. Like I said, we can customize anything that you may want. There's a lot of the stuff that um, that we do is mainly asked by just customers of, hey, do y'all do this? Or have you ever thought about this? Well, no, but now that you mentioned it, now we have. So right. uh, is there something you're liking or something you would want or have in mind? And then from that point, we look at how is this done? What does it take? For instance, when it comes to the food, we know how to, you know, make it normal. That's no problem. Infusing it, eh, it can be a little tricky sometimes. Right. When you start getting to people who don't need gluten or people who are vegans, it gets to be a little bit more challenging then because then you've got to figure out the things that you can take and make it taste like it's supposed or taste like it would if you were using other products. And not only that, but you've also got to make it look and have the appearance of what it's supposed to be. So that's, that's kind of interesting. So let me jump in here and ask you something. You said something about peach cobbler. And I'm going to also ask you about gluten-free stuff also. So talk to me about how you, you make an infused peach cobbler. And beyond that, what are the benefits of having an infused peach cobbler? Okay. So start off with the dough. We use, well, I use the butter and then the flour. So you use the cannabis flour infused butter? Yes. So okay. we use like the butter, the flour, it's all infused. Okay. So those ingredients go in there. The benefit of it is to, if, depending on what you use, some people don't like to inhale. They more like to ingest. And so... Um, that will help with that aspect so you can take out the anxiety if you got it. Um, feel good, relaxation, hunger, because a lot of people can't eat. So right. If it, if it tastes good, you feel good as well. So the taste come in there. And Let me interject on this right here quick. Um, so basically what my partner here is trying to say is that, you know, the doctor always tells you, medicine that taste, uh, tastes good isn't always good for you or you know hey it, it tastes bad what's well, good for you right you think that really and truly you know if you have something it shouldn't have to taste bad i mean if, if it tastes bad do you really want something to taste bad do you want to try something again that tastes bad no no one does so we try to you know get it to where it's got a good taste to it um with the peach cobbler i can't say too much on it i know my wife she's done more of it than i have um I know, for instance, she did make a 
lemon meringue pie recently and it was vegan and okay. to see that process done was interesting because there was a lot of things you would not expect to come <laughs> out the way they did um to make meringue of course everybody knows you gotta have egg whites right um, so why did you make that meringue for that for a vegan exactly. lemon meringue how did you do that that was the hardest that was the hardest thing um we had to actually take and take the uh garbanzo bean juice and turn it into meringue wow you, you had to let it blend for forever so everything is ba i do everything dedically like i really take my time to try to make it try to perfect it so right. it took me two days because i want i did the the crust from scratch i did all the feeling and everything from scratch. It took about two days, but it was a good process. It turned out great. So the egg, instead of the egg, we replaced it with a substitute. Okay. Egg, so we did not use any egg or any dairy products. Okay. And so one of the benefits of enjoying flour or cannabis in this, because this is cannabis, right? It's not CBD. So one of the benefits of enjoying it this way, tell, tell us a little bit about those benefits. So when you actually ingest it, then it's in your system and it takes longer. So therefore the duration can be longer. The effects of it can be longer. Uh, whereas if you're inhaling it, it's usually, you know, right then and there and it only lasts for so long. And not only that, but if you're, if you say, if you have, um, I'm sorry, if you have asthma, my apology there, if you have asthma, you can't smoke, you can't inhale. So right. therefore, edibles would be your choice of, you know, go to, it'd be the best thing to go for. Not to mention, like I said earlier, if you go back to it, taste is a big thing too. Most people don't like the taste of inhaling, you know, what they're inhaling. They would right. rather end up having something else with it. So therefore, both have their benefits. And okay. either one, both of them do the same thing for you. The only difference is the duration and the person's actual, you know, type, what they would like, their taste, what they would want. Okay. Now, now, interestingly enough, you all are in Alabama, right? Yes. So talk to us about legislation. In Alabama, I mean, you you making lemon meringue vegan weed pie, and you making uh, it, all these infused wonderful drinks and tonics and edibles and homemade and scratch made. What what's going on in Alabama? We have not reached necessarily the point of full legalization yet. So how how are you able to navigate things in Alabama? Talk to us about that. So it's it's a Bakery, bakery, the front. Um, we it, it's kind of rough when it's not fully legalized like it's supposed to, but it is medicinal. Um, it's going right. through the steps as we speak. It's it's hard, but there's we have other bases that we can go to that are in um actual fully legal. Gotcha. Area. So is it a challenge for you to try to grow your business in the state of Alabama? I know you operate there. You have a medicinal product. And medicinal, is, is it fully legal yet? Didn't they pull back on that for a little bit? They did. Uh, it's not. 
I think it passed the Senate part, but not made it to the second step just yet. I think they're in the process of that. But the first step has passed. Um, keep so it how, how is it that you, um, if you had to give someone else advice on how to just kind of navigate this whole legal front, because we're doing this everywhere. It's not just Alabama. But I know in the South, we just really challenged uh, greatly here in the South, including Georgia, where mm -hmm. I am. So tell people, offer people your advice on kind of navigating this whole map for right now. My advice would be to learn your state laws surrounding and where you are locally. Absolutely. Some um, states discriminate and some don't. You can carry so, you have so much with you without actually doing prison time but the bit the that is the most important thing is to learn your laws because once you learn those you can navigate around how to do fronts you can navigate around how to ship how to um do it online learning how to when in different areas you can go to like you have to get a place, maybe you have to get a place in a fully legal state and do your actual bank front from there. So you have your IP address from your website in a fully legal state. Like there's, there's, there's a few ways that you can go around it as in far not being fully legally. Now, how long have you been running your business? A year and a half is going on two years. It'll be okay. Now you were in the first annual Diamond Pitch Fest here at the Women Who Cannabis Business Expo where you were in the running for $3,000. How did that go? What was that experience like for you? For me, it was a good experience. It brought me out of my shell on a lot of different things. Granted, I'm still nervous as far as public speaking goes, but it was a good experience. If you need to branch, if you there was the time to branch out. So I felt like that was my time to try to come out of, out of my shell as that part goes. Um, I learned a lot and then I, hopefully I gave a lot to give to help others. So sure. it worked both ways. That's wonderful. So let's segue into a couple of other things. I always like to tap into politics a little bit because politics is at the core of this industry of people don't realize it, they will realize it, especially if they are starting any type of business or enterprise in this industry. So let's talk about the political climate right now. How do you think the current president is doing, Joe Biden? How do you think he's doing when it comes to cannabis and marijuana and hemp legalization? Well, I'm not big on politics because I don't watch a lot, but what I do watch when he first came in, it was supposed he was supposed to help get everything fully legal. It has been what almost a year now since he's been in the office and I haven't really seen any improvements on that. So I'm like, hmm, what is he doing? Like he needs to get on the ball and get what he needs to get going. Um but I think it's just, it should have been done regardless. It should have been done. I just think the government is just being lazy about it. They don't know how to capitalize it. And so they're trying to find a way where they can profit off of it. Because half of everybody is just behind bars. You get more time for murder than you, I mean, I mean, you get less time for murder than you will um, for marijuana. And it's just crazy. 
Like, so the government is just backwards when it comes to that. That's true. And, you know, this is a shameless plug, and I'll say it anyway. If if anyone listening finds what she just said a little confusing, uh, you need to jump in my mastermind. You need to jump in my coaching program. I do a six-month accelerator from start to finish, helping businesses get started and navigate this. And we break down why you get more time and why you if you have marijuana on your person, why you are most likely to go to jail and do almost a life sentence over somebody who actually killed somebody. There's a reason for that. Politics plays a huge role in the rollout of the legalization of so-called marijuana, as I should say. So you'll learn that there, there's a, a whole system at work here and and how you're going to have to get out and really vote against things that are not in your best interest. And speaking of the current administration, I don't know if you knew this, you know, Joe Biden has never supported the legalization of marijuana. He thinks marijuana is a gateway drug. So it wasn't quite true that his administration had planned to do any legalization. That was Kamala Harris herself. Uh, that said that she would legalize marijuana if she were president. And she's not president. She ran for president and did not receive the support and the votes to become president. So she is the vice president to someone who does not support legalization whatsoever. He has been an ardent uh, opponent of legalization. And like I said, he believes Joe Biden believes that marijuana and cannabis and hemp and all of it are gateway drugs. What are your thoughts on that? You and or Jamie. Well, my thoughts on that, I my thing is the government made marijuana out to be, for me personally, a drug when it naturally grows out of the earth. Now you got all these drugs that you selling in these factories. Those are actually drugs. They're chemically made. Like right. they give you side effects. They can kill you. Me personally, <laughs> I haven't read up on or have heard on anything about marijuana killing someone. So that's true. Very true. So what what about you, Jamie? My thing is that I've seen where people have said it's a drug and really and truly you look up the definition of a drug and it's anything that's man-made or synthetic. Um, drugs always have a side effect with them. Whereas like she said, you know, marijuana doesn't other than happy, hungry, sleepy, you know. Um, it's just, to me, it's crazy that they would label it a drug. And like she also said, the main reason they label it a drug is so where they can keep their hands on pretty much anything they want to keep going on and oh. they can't they won't i don't think they're gonna really and truly fully legalize it the only reason i say that being is because there's really and truly no way they can get money back on this because anybody can grow it it's not something that they have to even know of anybody can do it really and truly if they're really wanting to, or in, in, even really and truly being accidental, you can throw some seeds out there and they grow. <laughs> There's really no control over it they can really have other than to say, hey, this is a level, you know, drug or this right here, and we must, you know, lock anybody up that we see with it because gotcha. we, can't, we can't control it. We can't control the, the rate of how fast it can get out there. We can't control, that's like saying, I'll put it this way, that's like saying, 
we can have rabbits here and we can control their breeding population. No, no, we really can't. Rabbits, you know, special <laughs> on breed. They're, they're, they're one of the best things that. So it's like, you know, saying, hey, we're going to kill every roach here in America. No, mm. you know, they're, they're hard to kill. I mean, they're going to be everywhere. It doesn't matter what you're doing. They're going to, someone's going to, somehow something is going to find its way to still thrive. I'm going to piggyback off of that because, um, like, it has a lot of benefits to it as well. Okay. It helps with um, anxiety, depression. Um, it helps with not being able to sleep, insomnia. So, what what can they really do with something that's beneficial? Because, and like you said, it can be grown in your backyard. Like a lot of plants that they use in these, and um, sci- scientists use. They it's a lot of outside plants they use for um, treatments and things. So, that's another reason why I think that it's. It, some states are not going to do it because they can't make the money off of it if they was like medicines and things of that nature. There's other plants also in New York that grow that uh, growing up, we've always been told, oh, those are weeds or that, that's, right. that's not grass. That's just, that's this right here. Get rid of it. And people spray chemicals and stuff on it. Now we're finding out or not really finding out. Now we're being told by other people whose, you know, family or generations didn't keep it from them and let them know ahead of time that, these weeds or these plants that we've been killing off with the chemicals that the government have been giving us and stuff, it's truly beneficial plants. Right. Um, like dandelions and things of that nature. There are, pro- there are healing properties to them that you can have, but yet majority of people either, you know, just, oops, my weed here hit it, my lawnmower hit it, or this isn't my grass. I'm just going to get rid of it. Right. Absolutely true. I mean, it's not, it's not always about cannabis. There are other, um, alternatives that we have anybody has in their yard and may not realize it but it's when we actually take the time to read up on stuff and look into the past of what things really are and stuff to see what the government has really truly tried to brainwash into thinking and it's only then that we can go back and fix what is actually you know because they have they have brainwashed a lot saying that it's a drug i mean you're going Sure. If you say it's something, if the government say it's something, nine times out of ten, the people gonna run with it. So here's my last question for you along those same lines. They say marijuana, cannabis, hemp even, they're drugs, but we are now in a new day where vaccines are being promoted heavily and people are being even condemned and ridiculed if they don't support mass vaccination. What is your thoughts with regards to vaccines or marijuana? What should we really be focusing on here? Okay, as far as the vaccine, this the coronavirus is basically just like any other virus that we have had throughout the world. The government hyped it up so much that it got people running crazy. You either going <laughs> to get the vaccine or you're not, just like the, just like the flu. You can't keep up with the strains. You're either going to get it or you're not. You're either going to catch the symptoms from the vaccine or you're not going to catch the symptoms of the vaccine. Take your butt to the doctor if you're feeling sick or stay quarantined. It's not that hard, but they they just taking it to another new level that it shouldn't even be on. Yeah, like I agree. Just like with the cannabis and um 
and working. We'll just put that cannabis and working. But you can drink all day and you can go out there and possibly kill somebody in a car wreck and still possibly have your job. But let you smoke and you wreck something, you fire. You don't even have to wreck anything. You can just smoke. You don't have to wreck anything. You don't have to hurt anybody. You just, somebody finds out that you uh, smoke marijuana or you had marijuana or you went and got a drug screen for a job or for your employer and they find it in your system, you automatically can lose everything, your job, not even not your livelihood. You're, you're condemned, you're demonized. Uh, pretty much the way this whole vaccine thing is rolling out. And, you know, I don't understand why people kind of go for the okie doke all the time. Whether you are pro or against is irrelevant. The government has no place in trying to make or force people or mandate or uh, try to mandate that people do anything. Right. It's not the government's place. So people should be able to make their own decisions. And if you got health care and you, and you end up with corona, whether you have vaccines or not, your health care and your health insurance is there to take care of you. So we're even people are out here talking about denying people treatment if they don't go get vaccinated and they end up with COVID. The, there are people who are on social media and clubhouse and places like that that are saying and forming groups and conversations are starting that, hey, if you don't get the vaccine and you get sick and you come down with COVID, the hospital shouldn't treat you. They shouldn't allow you in the ER. They shouldn't uh, give you any type of care. And in some cases, people are saying that you shouldn't even get a test. They shouldn't allow you to be getting a test. I mean, we have definitely gone to the extreme with this whole thing. So, well, any last words of advice you want to give the entrepreneurs, the, the women, the men who are listening to this show, because they're listening in, they want to learn uh, how they can get started. They want to understand some blueprint of what you did to get started. What advice would either of you give or each of you would give to someone who is starting in this business and they're just still trying to find their way and they're struggling and they don't know if it's worth it or not to keep going? Please do not give up. At first, you're going to want to quit every day. Sometimes I still be want to quit sometimes. You will hear no after no and after no. Then you will hear, oh, I will help you. But don't let those stop you from retreat, achieving what you know you can do. Because at the end of the day, you are going to be the only one that's going to push yourself. Because if you don't push yourself, nobody else will. Right. So you got to just continue to keep working. Some you'll find that one person that's gonna actually show you the ropes, that's gonna be there for you. But you gotta believe in yourself before somebody else will believe in yourself. So just keep working hard, keep doing what you're doing, and just don't give up. Just pray about everything and just put your just move one foot step at a time. What about you, Jamie? What what parting words do you have for our listeners? I just said the same thing, you know, don't give up, uh, keep trying. Uh, just know there's, there's room for plenty of stuff out there. There's things out there that people hadn't even thought of, and your idea is that idea that needs to be out there, that might, that might need to be heard. Um, that's, I mean, that's the main thing. Just don't give up. Constantly keep trying, regardless, no matter who is 
there or not there, if this is what you want to do, if it's your goal, it's your dream, you make it happen, regardless, one way or another. Like she said, it's not, it may not be everybody's dream, but if it's your dream, you make it happen. That's beautiful. I love it. So how can everybody get in touch with you all? Where can they find you? Um, you can find Instagram, Sinister Treats, all one word. Um, you can send us a message. We are on Yelp as well. That's beautiful. And, so you guys um, on Yelp? Instagram and the website, SinisterTreats.com. All right. So they can find you on Yelp, you said also. Yes. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Well, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, it's been wonderful talking with you all. I mean, I was impressed with you when I met you, Krista, when we first started talking. I love your brand. I love what you're doing. I love your energy. It's uh, magnetic. It's contagious. It, you make people want to support what you do because um, you have just such that personality and a lot of charisma, you know, that's half the battle, having the right attitude about what you do and just showing up and doing it, just like what you all said. And our listeners, we appreciate you each and every episode. We talk to another entrepreneur who is out here doing it, a woman who is canning and cannabising out here and making it happen. So I just say to you, our listeners, do not allow anything, anybody, or any government to stop you from doing what you feel is right for you and your family. So we'll check you out the next episode. You can reach us again at Coach Swan Simpson on IG, at Cannabistro Vegan on IG. And we're coming to TikTok at Cannabistro Vegan as well. Y'all be good. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Women Who Can podcast. Did you enjoy this episode as much as we did? Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and of course, share this podcast with others. Are you ready to become a member of the Women Who Cannabis organization? Join us at www.womenwhocannabis.org. You can also follow Coach Swan on Instagram at Coach Swan Simpson. We'll see you on the next episode. And remember, we are women who can stronger together. together.